All right, hello everybody. Welcome again to another episode of Bros on Beers. I am Flex Ruffus, and we got a packed house on tonight. Uh, of course, as always, we've got Pearl. Hello, Pearl. Howdy, how you doing there? Good to see you. I'm doing great. We've got the professor over here. Hello. Hello, professor. And we got a newcomer tonight. We've got Bastardo. Hola. Bastardo, how are you doing tonight? Let me write that down. Uh, bueno, bueno. <laughs> I, I, I think it's it, it's it's appropriate we got Bastardo in here. Somebody who actually knows something about beer to come on the beers on Bros. <laughs> yeah, it's about time. <laughs> you're gonna, you're oh. gonna raise the intellectualism of this group. <laughs> <laughs> if his camera stays on long enough. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is our first time I think with four people, right? And we're uh, we're breaking new grounds here. We're we're pioneering. Oh, it's a foursome. So, uh, Pearl, what are you uh, what are you drinking tonight? Well, tonight's uh, an old favorite. Um, it's only been out actually a few years. It's brewed by um, Bell's Brewing Company um, out of Michigan. Um, it, this one's called Official, but little did I know that they actually have about probably about 15 different, actually more than that, but about 15 different beers um, that they make. This one's only been out, and I'll talk a little bit more about it later since, uh, what do we have here? Since 2019, I think. Yeah, 2019, this one's been brewed. It's called The Official. Looks almost like sportsy, like baseball. Um, <clears throat> but it's an IPA. Very, very good. It's a New England IPA, supposedly, but um, it's just a mix of different things. But uh what I didn't know is, again, that they made a whole bunch of different beers um, and researching this specific one brought up a bunch of different ones that I would like to try. Um, they had one oh, wait, collection. Wait. So uh, Bell's best known for their two-hearted RPA, right? That's the one yes, that people yeah, That was them. actually uh, the number one beer uh, ranked by Home Brewers Association uh, in 2017. Um, so, you know, I don't know that how was big the that was. That was the first keg I put in my kegerator was a Bell's <laughs> two-hearted IPA. Yeah, I didn't know that like, it's it's unique because it's like a like a root company and then they, you know, make a whole bunch of different beers that, you you know, you wouldn't associate with that company. But it was originally brewed. Um, this guy, what's his name? Larry. Hi, I'm Larry. This is my brother, Daryl. That's my other brother, Daryl. Larry Bell. Uh, he worked for a bakery and I guess in the bakery, he, you know, got involved with yeasts and things like that. Got very interested in that. So he took that enthusiasm for yeasts and different things like that and started expanding. And uh, I guess 1983, about seven years after he was working at the bakery, he opened up his first brewery. It was called um, Kalamazoo Brewing Company. And then through the years, you know, lots of different beers have come out. Just again, this one's only been out a few years. And it's, it was funny, actually, the other day, I went with a friend to play golf, Four. met him after work. And lo and behold, in his, uh, in his golf bag, he had a bunch of these cans. They come in 12-ounce cans. So, you know, hopefully it's spreading. It's hard to find at restaurants. Like, you, you're not going to be able to order it at a restaurant, which is a shame. I think they're missing out there. But uh, a very good IPA. Again, when I've been sending you guys the pictures of them, I don't know if you've tried one yet. But, uh, you know, very, very good IPA. And the other ones want to Hey, Pearl, they've been brewing official since 2019, or the can you yes. have is from 2019? <laughs> <laughs> no, they they do push a lot for some reason. The shelf life of official is only six months. I don't know why that's all over their description of the beer, 
Um, don't know why. Because you know, this it's, because it's actual it's actual beer. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, this want to have another one. Ebola Sprite situation. <laughs> ah, the Ebola Sprite. That's right. And, uh, let's see what year I had it written down here. 2014 through 2014 in August till July of 2015, they had the I forget what they called it the the planets series. We are the planets of the solar system. Different sizes for everyone. The music never ends. We are such good friends, and we all orbit the sun. Where each month they came out with a different planet, like each one was different planet name, and it had its own different unique. Some were porters, some were stouts, some were ales, some were IPAs. So I want to see if I can get that whole collection once, at least all nine, keep the bottles or whatever. You know, it just seems like a really... Uh, but there's you know, nine planets in 12 months. How does that work? How many planets are there? There's Technically, there's only eight planets. Yeah. Sorry. I was, the, the, the logic bothers me. I have to... He's obviously not a professor of astronomy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's not, it wasn't exact that they were coming out once per month. I, I kind of made that part up, but I like, do like the- Oh, so they were doing <laughs> Zodiac then. That's a different, yeah. So there's 12 of those. Capricorns, Leos, Sagittarians, Scorpions, Virgos, Aquarians, all searching for a sign. It goes with their own sign of the Zodiac. Zodiac. That you did hear there were nine planets, because some people still think there's eight. They say Pluto is not a planet. I know this is a discussion for another uh, podcast, but <laughs> I am one that still agrees that Pluto is a planet. Everyone except the Plutonians. Yeah, they <laughs> live there. They like to say they're from another star. But anyway, official. It's a beer worth trying. Um, it's bellsbeer.com. Bellsbeer.com. Definitely worth a try. Um, no, it's not a very hard IPA to drink either. Again, we discussed this another week where some IPAs are not for certain people, but uh, it's a good starter beer for anybody that likes an IPA. Um, I've, yet, I've yet to meet an IPA that was not for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we had discussed how some of them are an acquired taste, you know, getting used to it. Professor, I see an empty glass in front of you. What needs to go in there? This is uh, Lamplighter, Double Rabbit. Uh, well, it's called Rabbit Rabbit, Double India I W India IPA. Uh, it's a local brewery. They're they're based out of Cambridge. Uh, so uh, Cambridge is an interesting part of the city in Boston. Here, it's it, that's where Harvard, MIT, and all of that is. But it's also uh, you know just the north end of Boston. First off, when doing a Boston accent, R will turn to ah, and you want to let it rise upward in pitch. Pox starts, party, bartender, guitar. And uh, this is a female-owned brewery, so I'm happy to support them. And uh, it's it looks it looks really good. It, it so it's a double IPA brewed with Citra, Amarillo, Amarillo, I guess, and Idaho Seven, which are the three hops that they put into it. And I will. I didn't realize you guys opened your beers. Oh, it's nice and cloudy. That's very nice. Cloudy and chunky. <laughs> oh, that's good. It's got a little bit of citrus in it. It's got a yeah, that it you can taste the hops, but it's got a little bit of melon or a little bit of a Yeah, that was what was funny about mine. It was yeah, a weird weird mix. Um 
what do they call it? Uh, the grapefruit, orange, and peach mix for mine. I forgot to mention that. So it was a unique uh, mix there. Yeah, that seems to be a thing with the IPAs. Like uh, citrus apparently goes well. I, I guess like you need to balance out that bitter taste with a little acid or a little sweetness. Yeah, that, that, that seems to be quite common to put a, yeah. mm -hmm. this is huge flavors of mango, melon, and ripe fruit. Yeah, I can, I can taste that. This is, this is quite good. Actually. Well, that, that's the taste you're getting from the different hops and the way they're mixing together. They're not adding in any kind of fruit. Right. No, that's, a, that's a pretty amazing, actually, I, you know, that they don't add in any extra flavors and things like that. You would assume that with those, you know, strong fruity notes that you would get you know, additives and things like that, but it's not uh, Bastardos? No. No, yeah, I mean, well, like, no, yeah, the, 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 it's a citra hop, so I would imagine, like, a citra hop tastes sort of citrusy, right? Like, that's the flavor that that's, comes yeah, through. Yeah, that's why they got their name. Um, I mean, growing hops is becoming a whole other industry. Uh, you'll sometimes see beers with experimental hops in them. They haven't really been approved yet for you know, name branding. But they have new different tastes, different flavors, and on their own, you can taste them. That's why some of those beers will do series where this is, you know, they do one hop at a time. Uh, but oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, they'll one focus on time. each hop. Yeah, but when they mix them together, sometimes you find a combination that just, that's your taste, that's what you like. And then you'll find combinations where, no, they don't go to, together that great. Uh, before we cool. move on... Uh, sorry to uh, jump over you there, Professor. With um, huh. mine, actually, I was searching through the website, and it had uh, foods you can make with the different beers that uh, Bell's makes. And specifically for this one, which, believe it or not, I actually went together, together, together today, um, you could make a bread um, with it. It was a Bell's official cheesy beer bread. So basically, you mix together everything normally like bread, but instead of adding yeast, you had one can of the beer and I know there's no camera that we're showing here, but I uh, did actually whip together a loaf of bread no with way. it and it came <laughs> really, 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 really good. Um, That's awesome. So normally like with breads, cause I, I like to make breads and things like that. Uh, you have to let them sit for a few hours to, you know, rise and whatever, but I guess with whatever's in the beer, um, it was basically mix it together you know, need it a little bit, throw it in the oven for 50 minutes. So, uh, yeah, I tried a piece before. I'm going to have another piece now while you guys talk about your beers. But if anybody <laughs> does have official and wants to make the bread, it's, it's really, really good. Because you add in it's so actually is, 12 ounces of uh, Gouda cheese that you throw into the dough as well. Wow. Um, and it, it's can't go wrong there. <laughs> you know, no, no. When it, it said 12 ounces, I was like, is that right? That seems like a lot. But, uh, it's anyways. almost a pound. <laughs> We'll put the recipe in the show notes. That's that's pretty cool. No, wait. So so quick, like so you you added the beer to the bread and it and it still like rose, well, risen, yeah. rise, yeah. like whatever. Guess, the... <laughs> Bastardo, there's yeast generally. But are the yeast de like aren't the yeast dead at this point or are they still alive? That's what. Well, yeah. No, the, I think there's still some residual yeast that's alive. Okay. Some of these breweries will have a yeast culture and they'll just keep it alive 
third. Yes, generation. but I mean, like once it's in, once it's canned and in the beer, like it's it's no oh. longer viable. I would think. I, I yeah, sure I, you had to add your. He probably had to add his own yeast to that bread. He's not. It's not just the beer making. No, there was no yeast at all. And I've obviously I have yeast packets in there. It was you know two tablespoons of sugar that reacted with whatever was still alive in the uh, with the yeast, and you know it rose. It was trust me. It was probably. I am fascinated. It was yeah, like the, the, the yeast are reproducing in our beers. Yes, and generating more yeast. <laughs> this is this is microbiology in a glass. It's very airy. It's not like it's heavy. It's not a. As I shove it in my mouth. Believe it or believe it or not, from a lot of these um, newer breweries that are popping up, the guys starting them or the brewers, the head brewers they get, have chemistry backgrounds. Oh yeah, like I know. I know. They, yeah. Yeah, I have a friend of mine that worked for Budweiser, and he had a, he was a chemist um, initially. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a fair bit. Of, there's a fair amount of science that goes into it. Science. Oh, I'll be definitely making this spread again for a, another event, rather than just for my consumption. Uh, I think it'll go good with the uh, with the hobo nachos that you are famous for. <laughs> yeah, those are a trout crash biscuits. Those are superb. <laughs> I made a new thing to my menu yesterday. I made uh, I, I think uh, by now they're called hobo nachos. <laughs> Trailer trash triscuits. Anyway, nope. uh, but tomorrow, what do you uh, what do you got on uh, tap for us here? Oh me, uh, yeah, I, am, not... I am drinking a beer called Star Searching. It is from a brewery called Ed McMahon. entertainment capital of the world, it's the 1986 competition of Star Search with your host, Ed McMahon. Uh, Timber Ales. Timber Ales, they're relatively new. Uh, the guy started out uh, homebrewing and got into, there's a, there's a great place up in Connecticut called 12%, and they're basically... Uh, you know, they'll brew beers for you if you have the, the capital to get it going. And um, they'll brew it, distribute it for you. Um, the, oh, wow. the interesting, yeah, 12%. What commission do they take? Oh, that I don't know. 12%? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and some humor here. So what they provide the vats and the whole, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, you provide the recipe. So what do you, what do you bring? That I can't tell you. I just I just know that that's what they do, and that's why we get a lot of good beers around here lately, because these company these brewers that aren't big enough to produce enough you know to produce enough to get out distribute it, they go through these guys, and now all of a sudden you're getting your local liquor stores are getting these beers. Wow. Uh, keep you know they'll they'll it'll be on the can too. You'll see distributed by twelve percent. So take a look for it next time you're in one of your shops. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, but the interesting, the interesting thing about um, Timber Ales is this guy is known for his stouts and his barley wines. Like he's big on high alcohol uh, brewing stouts and putting putting them into barrels, whiskey barrels, put you know mixing in other things, letting them sit for a year. 
um, and he does uh, IPAs to round it all out. And I find his IPAs are fabulous. They're really good. So I, I'm liking what he's kind of doing just as to balance out his business. But uh, I know uh, Flex Ruffus had one of their, their stouts from Timber Ales. I remember he really liked it. Mm -hmm. Like if you see a Timber Ale stout, buy it. Timber Ale. There you go. Timber Ales. You'll see the lumberjack on it. You can't ask for better marketing than that. Yes. No. So this is a twelve percent thing. So it's a they went to they went to a place in Connecticut and said, "I want you to brew me some beer." What do they bring? Like, how do you? I'm just like, do they bring hops? Do they bring? Do they have a recipe, or are they just sort of like, or is it They're all at, the twelve percent people that make the beer and just name it? Twelve. Twelve percent is is what you call a contract brewery. So it's your recipe. It's your right. Uh, so you have to yeah. That's what I'm asking. You have to bring your own. Like I want to put. I want to bring these hops or no. this malt or this barley or this. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I can look into it more to see to answer that kind of question. But you basically give them the recipe and they make it on a big scale, a scale that you couldn't do. So like a guy brewing it in his garage takes yeah. what he what he has there and they upscale it to. Or you know, or one of those real those real microbreweries that can only they can only make enough to serve the people coming to them. You know, getting growlers and stuff. Yeah. Okay. That they get popular enough, they go through twelve percent. Now all of a sudden it's get now it's getting in cans and being delivered out to other stores. Very cool. Flex, what are you drinking? Well, I'm drinking uh, the Coastal Evacuation Double IPA from Cape May Brewing Company down in beautiful Cape May, New Jersey. Um, they actually started in 2011 at the Cape May Airport, which honestly, I didn't even know Cape May had an airport. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> apparently they do, and um, that's where they, they kicked it off. Um, this is a really popular beer of theirs. Uh, it's pretty um, uh, tasteful. Uh, it's a, as I said, a double IPA. It's, um, it has uh, hints of orange citrus and honeydew melon. Um, so I'm going to pop that open. I'm sure you guys have all tried this before. Has anybody here been down to that brewery down there? I have not. No. I no. Cape May was one of those breweries where I had one or two that I didn't care for. And I kind of just started staying away from them. Oh, uh, oh, the tea. Well, oh, but recently, <laughs> recently, I've had a couple that are really good. So I'm kind of kind of looking back in their direction. I wanted to ask uh, Flex, did you try uh, tries the ties the room together? I don't believe I've tried that one. Um, I've had the IPA. No, no, it's a white stout. Oh, wow. And I did. I did not think I would huh. like it, and I liked it. So if you see that one, give it a sh give it a shot. That's from uh, Cape May Brewing. Yeah, ties the room together. Wow, no, I haven't. Um... Yeah, I've had Always Ready, which is their pale ale. I've had their IPA. Yeah. Um, I've had Devil's Reach, which is good. I just tried another one from them recently. That was real. I was surprised how good it was. Um, I, 
lost the name. I can't remember what it was. If I heard it, I, I would tell you, but it was a good IPA. Yeah, they have a honey porter, which I haven't tried, but uh, that sounds really good. Um, but yeah, this is a pretty tasty double IPA. So it's, you know, it's got more hops in it. Um, it's also, it's a West Coast style double IPA. That one's been around for a while. There, there's another uh, brewery down by the Cape May Zoo. Similarly, it, what's the name of that one down there? I think it's does that have something to do with the firehouse or something? You guys familiar with? Because I know I was down there, my son's birthday, and we drove by it, and I picked up a growler on the way out, but I forget what it was called. There's actually quite a few down there. Bucket Brigade. It might be that one. That Cold Spring. They're everywhere now. Yeah, wow. there's there's a bunch down there now. Um, but yeah, I think this is their flagship. Uh, this is kind of the one that, that they're really known for, the coastal yeah. evacuation. Yeah. When you when and you it, say it's a West Coast IPA, what does that mean? Well, I was hoping that uh, that one of you guys would be able to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that where it's more bitter, right? It's more you know, hoppy than in New England. And New England is kind of for a beginner. Well, New England is, yeah. Is yes. that true? New, Eng New, New England's not for a beginner. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. I mean, it's more fruity. It's not it's, as bitter well, no, or you were, dry. It started out with, you were right, with the bitterness. Um, when you see on the back of your can the IBUs, um, some of those West Coast, you know, they're, they're up there. They're as high as you get. And... <laughs> They started bringing the IBUs down, so it's it's you don't get that bitter taste anymore. You're you're tasting more of the hops themselves. And uh, I had one that was like zero. It got all the way down to zero IBUs. And when you you know when you hear like juicy juicy Northeast IPA, that's because you're not getting any of that that bite, that hop bitterness. Wait, I thought the IBUs was directly correlated to the alcohol content that's in there, right? No, 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 no. You're thinking it's the bitterness. Of, um, oh, yeah, it's the bitterness it's the factor. Bitterness. Okay, now I'm thinking of the ABV. Sorry, ABV. ABV yes. <laughs> so if if you don't like that bitter kind of bite to it, um, you know the Northeast is more for you. But I recommend trying some West Coast. There's some. If you get a good West Coast IPA, you know, it's not just going to be some bitter thing that. No, no, I wasn't putting them down. It's more for the you know seasoned IPA drinker. You know, if you yeah. want a friend of you that hasn't had an IPA or complains about IPAs, you know, you know, the New England, you know, I offer official or, uh, you know, uh, Cane Head High or uh, what was the other one? I can't think of it. But, yeah, any New England is, you know, more easy to drink or share with someone that hasn't had one before, I would say. So when they say yeah. West Coast, do they mean like they mean the Pacific Northwest, I'm imagining, because that's where the beer you know, really central is. It's in Seattle and Portland in that area. It's not LA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Northwest. It's it's in the Northwest. Like when I used to go, when I would go to visit Seattle, like, oh, like, Seattle is it's it's a great town. It, it's very much beer is like a fifth food group there. It's 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 a whole different level of of uh, 
sophistication to it. And it's, yeah, like that, that's the area I would associate with when they say West Coast. Yeah. Have you, ever, have you ever had any beers from Rogue? Mm-hmm. Rogue's up, I believe they're in, um, in Seattle. Um, but if yeah. you want, if you want to try a good West Coast IPA, those Rogue beers are. No, there, there was that. a Rogue. Uh, there was a Rogue tasting room in San Francisco, but I don't think I don't think that's where the brewery was. But there was a tasting no. room there, and so we, they would have all the different Rogues there. And we and so yeah, Oregon it's... also has a ton of breweries. My oh yeah, um, yeah, Portland and the Shoots and the Shoots, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what? They're in Oregon. Um, Rogue. I remember where now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, you know, it, it's they're it's kind of a generic. I think the West Coast, East Coast. Now, now you're seeing hybrids. You're seeing a West Coast, East Coast hybrid beers, which, I mean, so, you know, some of them are good. Some of them are just breweries trying new things. You know, you. Yeah, somebody trying to make a name. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to be the next step. Like now, these uh, oh my god, these sours and these fruity things. It, <laughs> I can't. I, I like can't sours. <laughs> Professors, not no, not the ones, not the warhead ones that we that was on the our text thread that we have. Those were awful. But in general, I like sour. Yeah. So I, yeah, you mentioned you mentioned Ebola Sprite too. Mm -hmm. um, so this this obviously you know coastal evacuation they they kind of refer to the hurricanes that we get in this uh, in the New Jersey area here. Um, so Ebola Sprite was for those who don't know was a uh, a can of Sprite that was in uh, my refrigerator in my house that was flooded during Hurricane Sandy, and um, for whatever reason I saved it. I, I kind of saved it as like a a potential bet punishment. Uh, that came to fruition when I, I had some bet. I don't remember what it was. Probably a Jets versus Giants bet or something with um, a friend of ours. And uh, he lost the bet. So his penalty was to drink the Ebola Sprite, which I had saved for <laughs> for a number of years. Uh, and we all met. Just to explain that it was called Ebola Sprite because we assumed whatever was in that can was at least Ebola, if not more powerful. <laughs> So we all met at a at the Mongolian barbecue in in uh, Brick, New Jersey, uh, which is no longer there, R I believe. R.I.P. God rest its soul. R.I.P. Ricky. Yes, <laughs> and um, and and that that is where our friend was going to drink uh, the Ebola Sprite. <laughs> However, Pearl's brother decided at the last minute to take the can of Ebola Sprite, shake it up and throw it across the parking lot, at which point it exploded. <laughs> emitting a bullet sprite across the ground, would never to be drunk. It did melt the asphalt, though. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I believe that our friend picked up the can and uh, he did. drank a he little did. bit of it. <laughs> There's photos of him. I did not know that story. Oh, oh yeah. That is the story of the bullet sprite. Did like... you have it dressed up? Isn't there a photo of it like <laughs> yeah. it has like a had an outfit on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it did. It was all dressed up for the occasion. It was a big deal. Because it, it it had been around, right? We had seen it before. It's not like you just pulled it out that day. It, it we had no, seen it, it, it was... about it. 
We had to dress up. It's the bell of the ball. This was its coming out party. What, that was in when was Sandy? Sandy was 2012. Yeah. And that Ebola spray incident, that wasn't until like 2017. Um, it was a few years later. Sounds. Yeah, it wasn't until I got back on the East Coast. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I, I'm just saying that can, that can was around for years. We knew what it was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, Pearl, what are you, uh, what are you watching these days? Um, usually I go, usually for some reason, all my shows are like chick flicks. I love you. You? Complete. I'm up, just, had just shut up. You had me at hello. But um, this one quite simple. It's on Amazon Prime Video. Uh, I don't know. It just kind of came across. I don't know how. I watch a lot of, uh, you know, the Grand Tour. You know, I don't know if you guys watch those car shows and stuff like that. Little stupid shows to watch. Uh, but it's called Gadget Man on Amazon Prime Video. And very simple. It's this guy's name as uh, Richard Ayawade or something like that. I'm sorry. Richard Richard Ayawade. Yeah, yeah, I know who that is. But he's the funniest, like, driest, best wit. He's British, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I barely understood him. I needed a... (laughs) You needed English to English translator. (laughs) (laughs) You needed the overdubbing. I, I highly suggest it's called Gadget Man. It, it basically it's a guy he acts like maybe he is because it's you know he's a good good actor, but um like he hates going out of his house. He's in this Gadget Man house, which is it looks like two toilet bowls like back to back, this ginormous house. And all he wants to do is just stay in the house, but he has like ideas and things for real gadgets. It's real things, you know. It's not just stupid stuff, uh, you know. So he'll he'll go out ways to make life better and simpler. Um, technology or just thing, anything it may be. Um, very simple show. Uh, it was only on for four seasons. Uh, I think it ended about two, three years ago. Uh, there's only about five episodes per season, but um, you know the guy is just hilarious. I, I checked he, out. He was in a few shows afterwards. You know, oh, he's, he's he is very funny. He's in, he's in a bunch of stuff. He's in the the IT crowd. And uh, the Muddy Boosh, and just like he—he's Apple. And if, if, for those of you with kids, Apple and Onion. He's the voice of Onion. Shall we go outside and sing the Wicked Style song now? What's the Wicked Style song? <gasps> wicked Star, Wicked Star, coming with a Wicked Star, Wicked Star, uh, Wicked Star, Wicked Star, coming with a Wicked Star, Wicked Star. Uh. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched one episode of that just to see because even his voice, it just—he's just. He's just mm-hmm. uh, very quick, funny, hilarious guy. Like stuff just pops up on the show that's just happens, and it's just you know very, very funny. But you know, I also like gadgets and inventions and science and stuff like that. So it's a a very uh, fun show, simple show to watch. Um, you know, you can. That's cool. And what what uh stream did you say that's on? What service? That's Amazon, Amazon Prime Video. Okay. Um, yeah. So definitely. Very cool. I'm definitely gonna check that out. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I'm a big fan of his. I, I haven't seen that. I'm going to check that out. Yeah, there was something yesterday, the day before, that I just happened to check that out again, and it recommended something else, and I forget the name of it, but it was something with the same in the same line or vein of uh, the Gadget Man, and it was something else. I forget what, but definitely, uh, you know, good. If you like gadgets and things like that, it's really cool, and it just popped, <laughs> across, you know, just happened to come up. 
So definitely worth watch. Cool. Better than, you ins- watch anything? Better than Inspector Gadget. <laughs> Inspector Gadget. Oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> what, wait, what was, sorry, what was the dog's name? Inspector Gadget. There was Penny and. Um, what was the dog's name? Come on. Isn't it like Bran or Brain? Brain. Brain? Yeah. Brain. <laughs> no, that was Pinky in the Brain. <laughs> no, I think I think you're right. I think the dog's name. Was it Bran? Brain. Oh. We need someone with access to Google. <laughs> I, if only there I was some enough. way that we could find this information out. Was it a doctor? Yeah, if only we were sitting in front of a box that could tell us what these things were. <laughs> Dr. Claw? Was that his name? Brain. Gargamel. Was it Gargamel? <laughs> no. <Brain. laughs> Azrael. It was Azrael. All those shows, every writer was on acid. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what I'm watching. So, uh, I here's my stream of the week, and it, and it's 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 good because we followed in from the from Richard Iotti, who's who's a British guy who's who makes me laugh, and this is a, another British comedy. It's it's called um, Truth Seekers. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's by the. Shaun of the Dead guys. It's by Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. And uh, you know, if you if if you like Shaun of the Dead and that type of in their type of humor, you should definitely watch this. It's it's really great. It's 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 a series about like so Nick Frost, who is uncomfortably fat at this point in his life. It it, it bothers me how big that man has gotten. you have used to dial are too fat. To obtain a special dialing wand, please mash the keypad with your palm now. But he he he's the, he's a cable repairman by day, but he's also a paranormal sort of enthusiast at night. So he he meets this other guy who becomes his partner on the cable on the cable job and they end up going to a bunch of places and they're all haunted. And and it gets really interesting. But here is, so the story is good, and there's there's a horrible, you know. So they meet this woman, and there's a horrible outfit, and I didn't understand it until the end. I'm not going to spoil anything, but it makes sense in the end. But the the number one thing, number one reason why I enjoyed this show was uh, episode five. I'm watching it, and there's this woman who comes in, who's another sort of like tin hat, tin foil hat wearing maniac internet troll uh she's got a scottish accent she starts talking and all of a sudden i recognize the voice it's merida from brave when that came out so I, that voice is burned into my brain as soon as i heard her speak i was like that's merida and to see a fully grown woman speak with merida's voice was really <laughs> it, was, it was it was it made you tingly <laughs> she's also in a black mirror episode oh yeah yeah um, black mirror? 
Yeah, she. It's. Uh, I think it's the one with the little robotic bees that are. The professor was that. strangely aroused watching. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, like, the funny thing is, like that voice is her voice. Like that's yeah. She talks like that. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't. Yeah. She wasn't yeah. acting. That's just what she sounds like. Sort of like uh, John Benjamin, right? Like Bob and Archer and every every other voice he's ever done sounds like that. Like that's just the, his voice. There's, there's the no professor acting. was like interested. Interested, <laughs> very interested, not so interested. Uh, not interested at all. What did she look like? Well, that's the hard part because, like, they they cast her as this, like, you know, homely tinfoil hat wearing, like, basement dwelling internet file. And and right. so, like, she was she had these big glasses and she she was trying to she looked like nerdy and crazy. And I'm, I'm sure that's not what she really looks like. But her voice was her voice. Like, that's exactly the voice. That, uh, I was just picturing the arrows and the whole thing. <laughs> no, she's a um, she's like a detective or something in the Black Mirror episode. It's a much, much better representation of her, I think. But the, 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 it, yeah, it was it was. But so the the show, you know, if you like Shaun of the Dead, if you're like, I'm an, I'm admittedly, this is the cat. I'm an, I'm an Anglophile. I love Monty Python. I love any, if you're speaking in a British accent, I'm in. You don't say. If, if you know, so. In what exactly? I may be biased in this, but like that, it was, it was really good. If you like Shaun of the Dead, if, if that's your type of genre, you should definitely watch Truth Seekers. You missed the, uh, were you, no, you weren't on the episode when, uh, uh, Flex's cousin was here. Oh no, I missed the I missed the St. Patrick's Day episode. <laughs> Probably a good thing you weren't on that episode. I was there. Oh yeah. So what are the streams we got? Uh so I you you mentioned um Carl, you mentioned <laughs> the Amazon the Prime. What? You still finishing the office? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can talk about the office too. <laughs> so season one, episode four. So, so I'll go into, all right, I'll talk about The Office first. Um, <laughs> so, I, I'm on, I'm on season nine now. So I'm on the last season. What is, which, what is The Office? Is that like a show? <laughs> it's this new show. It's on a great company. <laughs> so I'm on a, I'm, I'm on season nine. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of weird because season eight, I don't really remember so much, but season nine, I'm, I'm remembering now, like, you know some of the episodes i i totally remember watching them um well, what? so I, I think you know and when i look back at at the seasons mm-hmm. season 8 i would say season 8 is the worst season i just I, in frame of like what i don't remember exactly what what was going on then michael was gone so season season 8 is is the season um after michael leaves michael leaves okay. like halfway through season 7 and then yeah. they're trying to like Fill, get his replacement and yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of it's kind of funny like the different people that they bring in to fill in i think we talked about yeah, this before we did. season eight is is um you know james spader's in there i i wasn't really crazy about his character i think it was again we talked about this before i think it was kind of like a um a character that they they really liked when they had the um the interview episodes and they they thought it would kind of be something great they continued it on but it just didn't really work out in my mind but um and you know andy kind of comes in as as the uh as the manager and 
he's kind of got his own personality, which I, I don't think, I don't know. It just didn't really work that well. Season nine. Um, I feel like, uh, you know, they, they bring in those two new guys um, at the very beginning of the season, those young guys. Yeah. And I, hated um, I, I felt like Andy's character changed a little bit. Like he goes, he goes on some, he goes away on some like training management thing. And when he comes back, he, he's, he's much more Michael like, which I think worked out a little bit better. Um, anyway, I, I'm not all the way through it, but you know, the, the season, uh, it, it definitely seems a lot better than the last one, yeah. but, um, <clears throat> you know, I just wanted to bring something up cause I, I, I said there was some controversial thing that I wanted to talk about and oh, bring it. so what, what this was, <laughs> no I'm, I mean, you know, controversial or not, whatever, uh, we, we can see how far it goes, but you know, I'm watching, uh, there's this episode where Dwight comes out as this character called Belschnickel. And Belschnickel oh. is like the Dutch Pennsylvania Santa yes. Claus. No, that's real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, right? Because they, they talk about it in the episode. And, um, you know, Oscar's like, he looks it up on Wikipedia and he's like, yeah, this is a real thing. Like in southwestern Germany, it's this character. And, you know, as Jim calls him, he's he's like Santa Claus, but much dirtier and worse. <laughs> um, and so and then they they so then he continues reading the the Wikipedia article and they they say that there's this other character that Belschnickel has with him that's often a character that's portrayed in blackface and so in the episode they I'm watch I'm watching the episode and they show uh, Dwight say something like like when after Oscar reads this Dwight says oh come on like, it's not like I would. I would reenact every little piece of this, you know, character. And he gets on his phone and he like, he like types something. And then it cuts to like another scene that's not related to Belschnickel. And as I was watching it, I was like, oh, I guess Dwight went on the internet just to maybe check to see if, if what Oscar had said was true or not. And I just kind of dismissed it. And then I was, um, I was telling my daughter about this, this, the scene because I thought it was very funny. This Belschnickel character, like you know, Dwight does this character awesome, and I was telling her about it. And I sent her a, a YouTube link uh, of that exact same scene, and when I watched it, there's actually this scene after when Dwight goes on his phone and he writes something, he types something. He was actually texting this guy that he had that was in the parking lot that was coming into the office yeah, right, in, black, the yeah. in blackface playing the part of this, this guy, um, this boy that is with Belschnickel normally. And so then I realized like, oh my God, like they cut that scene out of, you can't see that scene anymore. It, it, it like doesn't exist if you watch the show now. And, you know, I don't, I, I don't think that's a big deal. I, you know, I understand everything that's going on and, and I, I get that they did that. <laughs> But the, the, contra the controversial thing <laughs> is acting out the scene here. <laughs> <laughs> the controversial thing to me is that a couple of episodes before that, the I, I don't, if you remember the whole story with um, Angela's husband, who's a senator, and he yeah. ends up being gay, and Oscar yeah. ends up like hooking up with him, and yeah. and it kind of like blows up, and Angela finds out. And there's you, you know at the end of the at the end of the episodes they would have like that you know like short 30 little second little clip that they would close with right so 
in one of those episodes, there's there's this scene where Dwight and Angela are talking to Toby and they're asking him um, questions about how gay men have sex and like the, <laughs> the anatomy of gay men. And yeah. you know, it's, it's like, I, I, I would, if I was like a, a gay man, which I'm not, but if, if I was, <laughs> I, I could Here be comes offended. controversial fire. <laughs> I could be offended by that. Oh, we still love you, you Flam. We still love you. <laughs> and I, I, I just, I just find it weird that like this show that pushes the boundaries so much and they're, you know, doing something that's potentially offensive to gay men. Like they're, they're okay leaving that in there. But then they're not okay, you know, taking out this one thing, which is a which is a well-known, like, you know, um, it's not something they made up. Like, it's something that actually exists that people would, you know, dress up. Are you like really this. questioning this? No, I just well, I'm not questioning it. I'm just I'm just wondering, like, why like why are they okay leaving this like kind of mocking gay people in 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 the the episode, but they're you know not okay with this other thing. I, well, if you go back almost probably two three episodes a season there's something in there that if you went back in time you know they would never make today the one notable one is the benihana christmas if you know that one uh michael i think had just broken up with uh someone so they take him to benihana to cheer him up Uh and there's two asian waitresses there (laughs) and they end up bringing him back to the uh, office and Michael cannot tell which waitress is his girlfriend, quote unquote girlfriend. <laughs> so when one of them pulls over, exactly, like, that's you know who you are. And as she's giving him a hug because she points herself out, he takes a sharpie and marks her arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that's what I mean. I mean, this is a show that like push the boundaries of, you know, racism yeah. and, you know, sexism and all this stuff constantly. And I just, I find it like Why interesting that, that that one thing they, that's pushing too far. But I also don't I, think you're ever going to see Benihana Christmas again, or, you know. Oh no, that's other. on there. That's on there. Cause I've, I've watched, yeah. I've watched every episode that, that one was on there. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. You wonder if you'll ever see it on that, like a uh, regular, you know, TBS or whatever they showed on now on regular TV every now and then. What's you know, regular that, TV, dude? Or, or, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they had when, you know, the uh, there was a black guy that was arrested and, you know, Michael got in trouble for saying something. He ended up quitting. There was the big fat guy that he was trying to push up onto the table. I mean, they took every stereotype of every aspect of life and, you know, exactly, you know, made yeah. a joke, which is fine. You know, you can make a joke of me, you can make a joke of anything, and that's what they did. And for why that one was singled out, I don't know. Yeah, I, I that's what I'm just wondering. Like, why? Why is like? It's it's interesting that that is the thing that is pushing it too far. They pushed every boundary. They've offended everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. It covered every uh, area. I don't know. So but, anyway, that was my controversy of the week. But um, the uh, stream. The stream was just um, so you, you mentioned Amazon Prime before, and uh, we watched this movie. It was from it was an Amazon original, um, and it was kind of a lower budget movie. Uh, it's called Blow the Man Down. Come all you young fellows that follow the sea to me way 
blow the man down. Um, it's kind of like a Fargo-esque. I'm sensing code, code here. It's <laughs> not out here. I'm not gay argument. Segwaying to the next discussion, blow the man down. Um, <laughs> next topic: roadway rest stops. <laughs> I'm not a gay man, but I was watching this movie called Blow the Man. <laughs> Separately, another movie called Down, but I'll put it together. Amazon Prime Plus. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so it, it's it's listed as a comedy first, which I, honestly, I didn't... I, my wife and I were looking at each other like, where's the comedy in this? Because we just don't really see it. Um but it was it was kind of like Fargo. Like there's this murder that happens, and you know somebody tries to cover it up, and um, you know there's like detectives trying to figure out what happened, and they're they're getting closer. It's a small town. Um, it was based in Maine, which I really love Maine, uh, so I thought that was kind of interesting. And um, and then as as you're kind of learning the history and, and trying to figure out like you know or, or seeing people trying to figure out what happened with this this murder, you kind of learn some of the dark history of the the town like stuff that's going on in the town um it, it was it was interesting i think it's it's definitely worth uh worth and a watch did you say it was a season or a series no it's a movie or it's a, a movie. show it's a movie yeah if you recall pearl i don't really do like <laughs> random <laughs> streams um so you probably won't get any of those out of me I, i'll watch the office um yeah i'll probably watch parks and rec next because i i, I think that's like the office highly recommend part two I yeah. recommend. I know, I know. You, we've talked about that quite a bit, um, but uh, this was—it uh, was just—it was a movie that we tried. That uh, you know, was—it yeah. it, was—it was a stream original, like it was an Amazon original. So I thought it was uh, relevant, um, but I, I think it's yeah. worth watching. It's—it's it's kind of interesting. Started, what are you streaming? Is this supposed to be obscure things or? No. no. What, what, what did you watch last night? Something you would uh, say to someone, hey, you should watch this. I mean, it may be popular. You may all be watching it, but the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Never heard of it. No, I'm, I guess. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> watching it, but we are. It's funny that you say that because another thing that we watched uh, this weekend was Ant-Man because we're going through the... we're. My kids and I are way behind on the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe, so we're going through the entire sequence. Um, so you're doing it in in chronological order. Chronological right? order, yeah. Yeah, I I got into the Marvel Universe late. You know, growing up, I was a DC guy, like we all were, with uh, the you know the uh, Justice League and all that stuff when we were Superman. Um, but I got into it late and. I did not watch them in order, and I have not watched them all. So as I, uh, when those uh, Infinity War and you know all those movies came out, I'm watching them, and I have no idea who any of these people are. So I went back and watched a bunch of the movies, and now I have a better idea. Uh, but the Falcon and the Winter Soldier were two characters that were really tied into Captain America. So I have to go back and watch that again. I, the original was so long ago. Yeah, well, that, that's, really... that's 
that's kind of what I'm saying. Like we we haven't watched them either. We're we've we went back recently because of the pandemic and started going through all of the movies from the beginning. We hadn't seen any of them. I mean, we saw a couple of them. Um, but yeah, we're we're up to uh, Civil War, Captain America: Civil War. That's what we're watching right now. I went I went back and watched Civil War, where you meet the uh, the Winter Soldier, and. I believe there's one after that where you, you well, see you, him again. You meet, you meet the Winter Soldier in Captain America Winter Soldier. There's oh, a, okay. Actually, yeah. Is he, he, but he's in Civil War, right? Here. He is in Civil War, but he's actually Civil in the movie before that. Civil War. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay, so um, so anyway, I'm four episodes in. It's, it's great. You know, it's like 45, 50-minute action movies each week. But I realize... Um, in the fourth episode, I'm not giving anything away. I realize I need to go and watch Black Panther because I have no idea who, who all these people are. And I apparently in Black Panther, um, Captain America and these guys are involved in it. I didn't know that. So I'm missing yeah. a big I'm missing a well, big chunk of history with these these characters that you have to watch Civil watch War them. also because there's a, a relationship between Oh, you, okay. Because then you know that the the relationship between the Winter Soldier and Black Panther, yes. kind of like I went and watched. There. I went and watched that before I started watching this new show, but I realized now I didn't know they were in Black Panther. I'm assuming because they seem to didn't know everybody from that movie, which I have no idea about. So I need to go watch that before I keep watching the rest of this series. But this series is great. Um, okay. Every every. <laughs> Everyone younger than 40 year old, years old who's listening to this right now just threw up all over themselves <laughs> over this discussion. Uh-oh. Did we lose Pearl? Yeah. Uh -oh. I definitely recommend it, though. It's, you know, easy he, action. The start of you bored him to death. He, he left. <laughs> I, 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 I can answer that, like, this is, uh, so I'm, I'm an anomaly in a way, but, like, I... I I read comic books as a kid. Like I remember me and Gerd would go to Lakewood to the comic book store and we would buy, you know, all the latest comics. We'd get the X-Men and I read I read all the comic books as a kid, but I haven't watched the movies. I've just for some reason because I read them as a kid or the comic books, the movies offended me in a way that like I just don't I I've never seen them. I, I mean I have seen Guardians of the Galaxy because the kids oh, that's want to great. But I haven't seen. I, I'm, the, I'm not at all in the Marvel universe. Yeah, the X Men movies are are really good, and it's it's funny watching all of these movies, like what you're talking about, Bastardo, um, all of these, you know, movies that are in the same universe, right? X Men or Marvel, but there's well, no reference. The X Men are not technically. They're they're like a sub shoot of Marvel. And they were bought out by somebody else. That's why they can't reference. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Disney doesn't own them straight up. I think they just bought them, which is why they think they're going to start integrating them back in. I will oh, say this: if either oh, of that's you, a different. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I yes, didn't realize that. You got to go follow the money. Follow the money. <laughs> <laughs> There's levels of of, of yeah, because levels of the Marvel the Marvel universe is more complicated than I appreciate. Have either you of see, you seen the two Deadpool movies? I've seen Deadpool. Yeah, that, that that made me laugh, so I watched that. <laughs> go 
watch the two Deadpool movies and watch the movie Logan. Those are three rated R superhero movies that are just some of the best thing, the best stuff you'll see. Yes, it's I've amazing. seen all three of those movies. You're absolutely yes. correct. Those are those are entertaining and very they're, they're those are good movies. But like I haven't seen any of the you know you should give the, the Marvel movies a chance. They're they're really I, I, I will. I will. I'm not I'm not gonna completely bias myself against them. No, I was the same as you. I didn't really have that much interest. That's why I'm so late getting into them. The the DC movies were just total disappointment, just all the way around. Each one just bad. We what was the last one we saw one together? All all of us together. We saw the, the Batman versus Superman. Batman versus Superman. Yeah, it was it was bad. The actually, I'll take that back. the The Wonder Woman movie was actually really good. That was the oh, only Wonder Woman was very. I took my daughter to see Wonder Woman. That that one I, I didn't, didn't see. see. I didn't see the second one yet. No, I didn't see the second one. You know the whole can't go to the movie theaters and. Oh, you're not supposed to go to the movie theaters? Oh boy, uh, is that why there's nobody in there when I go? Well. At, Maybe. <laughs> Anybody else than you? I'd say yes. <laughs> uh, I, I pity the ushers that have to clean up after you. <laughs> Depends on which theater you're going to there. Uh, <laughs> below, below the man. <laughs> I'm the only one here. Interested? Interested? Not Interested? <laughs> I have oh, to say... I was watching. Uh, it, has anyone else been watching Pearl's video stream? It's it's fascinating because he'll slow down, and then the the video stream will speed up to catch him back up to live time. I feel like I'm watching a tool video. <laughs> all his actions all of a sudden go really fast, and then he slows down, and then he freezes, and it's. <laughs> Well, at well, least you not... can see him, which is more than we can say for you. Well, well, I'm about... <laughs> that, that, that's known as my weekly battery failure time of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I'd be using my phone, so I didn't have it. Before. The fail of the week? Um, fail of the week. Oh. But just, you mentioned Tool. A uh, couple of things with regarding Tool, or at least um, Maynard. Uh, careful! This could be a, like a three-hour conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it'll be. I don't think it'll be pretty brief. Um, one, I just I thought it was interesting that uh, if that you tell me Tool is brewing IPAs, then then we're gonna have a four-hour. <laughs> <conversation. laughs> you have the wine though. Nobody's trying to try to Maynard wine yet. I, I I haven't tried it. No. Yeah, I can't find it. I've looked, but. He he did a uh, when I was in California he he did a signing like he he came out and you could go to the winery and he had his bottle and you could get it signed and I I I'm an introvert and the, mm. for those of you who know me I I'm afraid to leave in the house so like I didn't go no. <laughs> but he was there and I could have done it, and it bothers me. that's a shame yeah my one of my bothers I went and saw oh, I know this is off topic again but. Stephen King. I went to New York, and this was years ago. And oh. I brought the Talisman with me. This copy of the Talisman I had. Oh, and nice. He gave this awesome speech, and I was right by the aisle. And you know, I could have just stood up and said, "Hey, you know, could you sign it?" And he could say no, but I didn't even ask. 
and uh, I regret that. But we we lost Bastardo because my number one <laughs> Stephen King story involves him. <laughs> we were in New Orleans for his bachelor party, and you know, every we were really hungover, and uh, it, was, it was a three day weekend. So like the second day, we were a mess, and so him and I got up later than everyone else and we started walking down toward the french quarter and stephen king came what? like walking past us and him and his publicist and you're sure it was I, him yeah it was him because <laughs> we knew because like, we knew he was in town to do a book reading and so uh, he was coming this way and so i looked at at bastardo hoping he would say something he looked at me hoping i would say something and neither of us said anything as Stephen <laughs> King walked right past us. Ah, uh, I still, I still think about that day. <laughs> yes, so do I. You, I. I regret that moment. I'm joining in late. I got disconnected. Did you include how hungover we were? <laughs> yes, I did. I did. I mentioned in the beginning of the story how because it, it, it was it. We looked at him, and I think I, there was a delayed process with us recognizing, like, oh, my goodness. And then we both looked at each other, and by that time, it was like, are we going to go chase this guy down the street? <laughs> or are we just going to keep walking like two idiots? <laughs> oh, that, that, was that, that was him, though. You, you will, that, was, that was 100%. That was Stephen King. <laughs> yes. That was one time when staying up till 5 a.m. drinking... Um, Absinthe wasn't a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the only time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I don't know how we got from me starting to try to say something about Maynard to Stephen King in New Orleans. But My feet cut out with you talking about Tool, and I came back to reliving the Stephen King <laughs> horror. <laughs> We so my points about Maynard, one, I, I thought it was interesting that he was in the military academy in Fort Monmouth in the 80s. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just so close to, to where we were. Lie, cheat, and steal is the, the code. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yes, I will not lie, cheat, or steal. I will not lie, cheat, and steal. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Um, <clears throat> the other thing, he's got the same birthday as my wife, which I didn't realize. Yeah. And the third thing is, he said he got COVID twice, which I didn't think could happen. Professor? Yeah, he got it. Because like, the first time was really early. Like at the very beginning, he was in New Zealand and he got it. And then he oh, got that's true. Yeah. Okay. It's been like a year between the two. So that's, I, that's possible. Okay. You can still get it. Even if you get the vaccine, you can get it. You're just not going to get it. The... Yeah, but it sounds like he was hurt. He was pretty affected by it. Yeah, he he said it messed up his uh, breathing and like ability to yeah. sing, which I'm hoping gets better. Speaking of singing, are you guys? Did anybody else uh, get tickets for the Primus show? Mm, if it happens, no, no yeah. but I, I will be. Mm. It's not Primus and Clutch, is it? It's just Primus and somebody. I'm not sure. No, it's the it's the it's the when where they do the rush. Oh yeah, they're doing the rush uh, the rush tribute. Oh okay. <clears throat> but I I just you know we'll see if it Fair happens. Kings, tribute to kings, Fair of the kings. Yeah, something like that. 
Yeah, I think there's, there's lots of hopes that things will be. That's in July. Yes, that is. Yeah. Oh, here's hoping. I get my second uh, vaccine tomorrow or Tuesday at two. Oh, God bless you. Oh, take off. Take Wednesday off. <laughs> That's why I waited. They anytime on Tuesday. I could have done it in the morning, but I didn't want to miss work. But I could take it at two and then miss the afternoon classes, and that's fine with me. What is what is Cal's uh, screen name? Cal? I thought it was Cal. Cal is Cal. On your little show here, uh... it's, it's Cal. It's not Cal C O W. Well, Cal the cow. Because I called him that he... whole the whole episode. He was there. Oh, it is it now, Pearl. That is his name now. Thank you. It was in a text. I think you sent it. You said cow question mark or something like that. So <laughs> I called him that the whole episode. So every time, if you go back and edit that, every time I say his name, just throw a, a mooing sound in. <laughs> he got his second shot a while back, and basically he said his bones hurt. Yeah, whole, I heard the second the, the whole day after that. Yeah, a lot more COVIDy. The second one is. <laughs> yeah, you just it. Your body reacts to it. Yeah, everyone I know who's gotten that second one has been miserable. And now there's something going on with the Johnson Johnson vaccine, right? Like people are having reactions or something. Yeah, have you guys heard that? It's also not. Nice to hear that they, you know, screwed up an entire batch. They had to throw it away. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Maybe it's related. I don't know what it means when they say it didn't meet quality standards, but they tossed it. Yeesh. Where are you guys at? Have you gotten any shots yet, you guys? <clears throat> no, I actually... Um... You have to wait because you had it in the house? Or what? I have an appointment. You have an appointment? Um, yeah, I'm scheduled for a vaccine on the night. Like I, I would have scheduled it earlier, but I'm technically in quarantine, so I'm not allowed to leave my house yeah. until until the 14th. So I'm going on the 19th to get my vaccine. Oh, nice. Have nice. you been a te- hey, professor? Have you been tested again, or just yeah, that one? I've been tested three times in the last week. I, it's so crazy. I went, so I, I took both the kids. And we all get tested. My daughter tests positive. So we wait five days. And now my wife and my daughter are positive. They're upstairs. Me and my son, we're okay. We were, we go five days later. We, me and my son go. We get tested. He tests positive. Frick. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, now I'm the last man. Like, I don't. It, Can it's, you say yeah. shite? Shite. Are these tests, <laughs> Professor, that you're doing, are they, you, you have to stick it up or do they do it for you? No, no, they do it for you. Yeah, the one I had months ago, I had to stick it up my nose and that was a fun experience doing it uh, myself. Because yeah. I didn't want to stop and be like, well, maybe it didn't hit the right spot. So I'm. Yeah, no, well, I can say this. I've been, I've been three times this week and each one has their own technique. They all they all yeah. do it differently. The, the middle one, the second lady, she really got in there. She she held it there. <laughs> I know, she was waiting for me to bomb. She was really going to the guy reflex. Deep back there. The other ones were just sort of like, okay, 
<laughs> so when I got when I was tested, it was the spit test. Oh, really? I got off easy. Wow. You know, Professor, <laughs> I remember from college, you have a pretty good gag reflex. <laughs> <laughs> That's only when I've been drinking, which is always. So then, yeah, I guess you're right. Now that was the rumor around uh, South Jersey. Stockton. Yeah, is the spit test supposed to be as accurate? It doesn't seem as common as the jab to the brain. I looked it up, and they said it's as accurate. I don't know why it's not used more. It is not accurate. <laughs> it's not as much fun for them. <laughs> is that where you spit on someone else to see if they get COVID? One thing I will say is it took some time to get all the, you know, to get enough spit up. Like you've got to spit a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's it. Maybe, you know, maybe they just, they go over the Q-tip, they do it real quick. Like you're out of here. And maybe they just think it takes too much time to sit there and wait for somebody to spit into a vial. Flex, the level of spit is very important. You don't want to be, you don't want to be going in there dry. That's right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's and then you get nervous and you get dry. You know, you dry mouth and it's harder yeah. to spit. Or it's cold. I, I you know, honestly, think that maybe something has something to do with it. Your hands should be really moist. Shrinkage. <laughs> you know, it's all. It's all. <laughs> I see where this. Is You knew what you were signing up for when you asked me to come on this show. <laughs> it's going to take about a month to edit this one. <laughs> Let's take it down a couple levels here. We're still waiting for the uh, the drunk episode four. <laughs> yeah, that, that's. Uh, I'm I'm getting through that. I'm 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 downplaying any kind of editing and just trying to get it out. Uh, exactly. I feel like that that's the lost episode. That, that, <laughs> that's she, not lost, we'll just me. keep moving forward from that one. <laughs> the last 10 minutes of that would fill in so much for me, though. Because <laughs> all I remember is waking up and reading the professor's text. Did we or did okay. we not do an episode? No, no, I'm curious. Yeah, you know, it, I, I time traveled to that whole episode. I'm, I'm, I'm curious <laughs> to hear what happened. Myself. <laughs> but I find it best not to look behind. It's, it's, let's just keep moving forward. I, I, I like the um, episode three, the the overdubbed English and the you know the whole discussion <laughs> about the office jumping the shark and yeah that was that was pretty good well really quick back on the office uh did you guys watch and i know this may refer to another joke but uh the original office mm -hmm. with uh, his name ricky gervais yeah I, I was never a big fan of his until i watched that and then watched some of his stand-ups and uh I, I do enjoy him more but uh i was pretty good and i yeah, wonder why his stand-up's pretty fun i like so he had this podcast that is famous like so because it was him and Stephen Merchant and this guy called Carl Pilkington and <laughs> oh if, if, if you can go back if you can find like the old podcast I'm sure you can google it and look for Ricky Jimmy. It, it's so funny because like Carl Pilkington is like this idiot who became famous because of the podcast and he did this they, they had this whole show on 
can't remember what network it was on, but it was called An Idiot Abroad, where Carl would like go to Africa oh, yeah. or India or South America. Oh, that's him? Go to all these other places. I remember that. Yeah. Goofy, white, Irish, like white Manchester guy who doesn't know anything about anything. And he's just like, what, what's going on? <laughs> it, like, it was, oh, God, it's so funny. It, it, it's, you know, Ricky, the, the, that podcast is where it all started. And so like, oh, right. I I had them all on my phone and I listened to all of them. They're, they're really good. <laughs> so I know you've only been up in uh, professor up in Boston for a little while, but have you had a chance to explore? You've been to Boston before? Or? He hasn't left his house. No, I'm I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, yep. it's PG-13, but I'm not allowed to leave my freaking house. I don't think the professor could describe his block. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. How many houses I, I are on your block? On the neighborhood, uh, it's nice. <laughs> Before it all happened, we, we made it to New Hampshire for a little bit. We went up there. We went there. How do you not go out? I would lose my mind. Oh, well, because I'm an introvert. I'd like. To... <laughs> <laughs> we did, like all right, so for two of the people on this phone. Fo- Here's a here's a story. <laughs> For two of the people on the call had to like come and hold a plastic tube up to my bedroom window when I was a kid to get me to come out of the house. Like, like it was. I I I, uh, I commend you. Like the two of you had to drag me out of the house. And if it wasn't for you two, I would never have left. I never would have left. You came and got me and made me do stuff, and I appreciate you for that. How did we? How did Rob? How did Rob get on his roof that night? Do you remember that? Um, Rob went. First of all, I'm not so sure that's why you weren't coming out of the house. (laughs) Second of all. We made you do stuff like what? Were we human tra- traffickers or something? Yes, no, no, you, you, no, you, you encouraged me to leave the house because without you, I wouldn't have. <laughs> uh, the, the, I, no, so the the main thing that I remember is the Potter Puff. Oh, oh my yeah. God! Do you remember oh, yeah, that, that was morning? Good time. That was good. I didn't want to do that. I didn't. I, I like you had Professor, to physically drag me out of the house to do that. Professor, put on this know. skirt. Put your hair in that. pigtails, and yeah, let's it, go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, I'll do your makeup in the car. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> No, oh, but yeah, we seriously, had to... I, I like I. Th- that's true. I appreciate that because I I need that. I need other people to pull me out of my house, otherwise I but, won't leave. But professor, <laughs> your house, your house was like the hub of activity, though. I mean, yeah. all the fun stuff exactly. that we did originated like, at your house. So, like everyone, come here. This is this. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we we would go out and do fun stuff. I mean, the tree movie, like you know, getting chased by. People from Wawa, like all, all that stuff. <laughs> That's right. Those are all That's good times. Right. <laughs> that was when we discovered that the professor was way faster than we thought he was. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> 
Yes, still proven <laughs> at Giant Stadium a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but he's even faster when he fears for his life. <laughs> he, he ran past us like we were standing still. <laughs> you and I were on track. <laughs> That's right. It's because it wasn't my first time being beaten up at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> That happened once before. I'm not letting it happen again. <laughs> that's that's no joke either. You flew past us. Good oh. times. You know, I've got another movie that we watched recently. <clears throat> um, it's called Masterminds. Through what? You guys ever uh, hear of this? Through what? I remember uh, hearing about it when it came out, but um, Netflix. I, uh, no, it was on. Uh, I think it. Uh, oh, I, uh, maybe Prime Video. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um. But it, it's uh, it actually got like bad. Re- it, it, it's a 5.8 on IMDb. Yeah. Um. So it kind of got bad ratings, and I wasn't really sure why. Um. But it's so it's a movie. It sounds like it might be a true story. It's about this guy that. And he kind of gets conned into um, robbing an arms truck company. And it's um, it stars uh, Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. yeah. And uh, oh. Kristen Wiig and Owen Wilson and Jason Sudeikis and uh, Kate oh, McKinnon, geez. Leslie Jones. <laughs> like, so Lord Michaels produced this. <laughs> What was the budget on that one? So like yeah, it was like the Saturday Live cast, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I think like it's it's great because of those um, actors doing their characters. Like I, yeah, yeah they're all I feel great. like yeah. yeah, they all kind of did their own thing, and they were really funny um, in those roles. And yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was pretty funny and and entertaining. Um, I, I didn't think it really deserved the low rating it got. <laughs> Well, with um, Zach Galifianakis, have you guys watched Between Two Ferns? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a couple episodes. Yeah, it's so so fun. I don't know how. I know that the, I think after after each episode, they play like the the cut parts and stuff. Like how he holds it together. I would crack it. Honestly, the outtakes from Between Two Ferns is funnier than Between Two Ferns. (laughs) Yeah, that's... uh, Another show that just stumbled across. That's pretty funny. Um, <clears throat> is there any I've shows started, on what? I've started. Uh, all right, this is uh, culturally relevant, but I've started. I started watching them on Amazon Prime. Oh, I started watching that too. Yeah, it's. it's I don't know it's, what the theme is there. The, I don't know if it's. it's, it's yeah, I don't know. It's, it's you know. Horror. On the one hand, it's horribly racist, and yeah, I get that part. But then they're trying to bring this this like horror part into it, and it, it's 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 moving really slowly at the moment. But it, but still, like it's uh, uh. what is it called? Them. So it's about I, again. I don't know the whole plot, but it's about. Isn't a it the movie with the with the 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 guy Roddy Roddy Piper that uh, yeah, no, that's... You see. He could no, see the aliens with his glasses on. Well, that's scanners. They live. 
Oh, they... <laughs> they, them, you know, it's all. Hey. <laughs> it's all pronouns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait to get more into that. That does look good. That, uh, it's, them. Uh, I, I'm in like, I'm four or five episodes in. Now. I just, it's all uh, a mid second, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, it's horrifying and, you know, but it's not as scary as I thought it was. I thought it was supposed to be really sort of like horror based. And, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not scared yet. That's the thing. Unfortunately, I you'd wish it's more horror than racist. Like, you don't know what you're really, yeah. you know, what they're doing. Are they trying to scare them? Are they trying to, obviously they are trying to be racist because it's, you know, whatever years ago, but. Yeah, it was 1950. Yeah. yeah. It looks well done. It's pretty horrible to think about. Like, like, it's like, just to, like, that's literally what life was like back then. To put yourself in that position, it's, it's horrible. Yeah, I never understood that. We, we teach a lot of that in the, in the classroom and stuff in the Holocaust and, you know, trying to rationalize, you know, you know, the killing of 7 million people oh, well, you know, during World War II. Oh, or... It's not even that, like, in some parts of this country, it's not even, it's like, last year this stuff is still going on yeah yeah that's what we don't realize yeah living where we live i'm curious to hear pearl's take on the holocaust wait (laughs) (laughs) no it wasn't anything so what do you teach and what do you not agree with that's what i want (laughs) i know what your brother might say (laughs) what what might you say what hinted to that there's nothing that i agree with <laughs> how do you oh, rationalize? Can you tell me how do you be a Nazi soldier? How do you get fooled by Hitler? I know, I know. <clears throat> there's, there's really no excuse for that. No, that's what I'm saying. That's why you. How do you explain that to a ten year old? How do you be a soldier of a mass murderer? So, and we have to get into civil rights later in the year too, which we haven't done yet, but. Wait, this isn't your first time teaching this, though, right? How long have you been? Uh, a no, they just, they just changed the curriculum. <laughs> it used to be the Revolutionary War, which is so much simpler. Oh, okay. <laughs> they changed the curriculum on you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you teach about white people. That's easy. Wait, wait there's, there's other history other than the Revolutionary <laughs> War? There's other stuff I have to teach? What? I didn't sign up for this. I said Revolutionary War. That's it. That's all I'm going to teach. I, I didn't claim to know about the Holocaust. I'm pretty sure Hitler preferred West Coast IPAs. <laughs> That's it. Bring no, it all back. Hitler's definitely in New England. <laughs> 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 he he liked it old school. <laughs> this is turning into an episode four. Just, I, I I see the title of your show is Beers on Bro. <laughs> Bros on Beers. I see the title of your show is Bros, Bros on, on World <laughs> politics. <laughs> yeah, best, best start to enjoy your first and last ever appearance <laughs> on this show. <laughs>
<laughs> the Bastardo episode. <laughs> you wanted your lost episode, Professor? This is it. <laughs> okay, then. The lost episode of Bulls on Beers, where they discuss Nazi brunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, play the theme song now. <laughs> yeah, play the theme song, we're out. This is not what I signed up for. <laughs> Wasn't in the contract. All right, well, that was a great episode, everyone. <laughs> we all had a great time talking about... So we got some history in there. Of course, we had the beer. Uh, we had some streams. We, we did talk about some history and uh, no politics, surprisingly. Um, so thank you, as always, everybody. Good night. And thank you, Flex. Have a good night. All right, well, it may not be night when you're listening to this, but... Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you again soon.